0: with his own nicotine pouches.
1: Get back to NASCAR roots by driving headfirst into the new home of grassroots racing. Flow Racing keeps the original NASCAR tradition of dirt track racing roaring
0: with more than 1,300 live and on-demand oval events from across the
1: U.S. Learn how the next generation of NASCAR drivers is prospected in sprint car racing. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash go MRN. That's FLORacing.com forward slash go MRN. This is MRN Crew Call, brought to you by Hercules Tires. The
0: NASCAR Camping World Truck Series in a bit of a low, as is everybody else, as we're on summer vacation in NASCAR. And uh, so why to you take the time to uh, catch up this time with a championship-winning crew chief. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network this is is Crew Call presented by Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Jeff Stankwitz up at GMS Motorsports has had a great strong run with Sheldon Creed. They won an ARCA championship a couple of years ago, transitioned to the truck series and last year they won the truck series championship. Jeff's from up in Indiana and wanted to just see, uh, he, he's one of those guys, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, one of those guys, MRN, when we go out on pit road before the race, we always ask, you know, what's your fuel window? What are the tires doing? Of course, with no practice, sometimes what do you think your fuel window is going to be? And Jeff is always one of those guys that really offers up a lot of good insight. Really, really sharp guy. A lot of success driving, uh, uh, crew chiefing in the in the um, in the truck series, and uh, just a neat guy that I've always enjoyed talking with on pit road. And well, glad we got a chance to catch up with him, and we'll chat with him in just a moment here on Crew Call.
1: This season, Toyota Racing
0: is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. From- Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's Holdings, LLC. Crew Call continues on here on Motor Racing Network. So glad you're spending some time with us and so glad getting to spend the time with the championship winning crew chief for the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Jeff Stankwitz from over GMS Racing joins us. Hello, Jeff. Welcome into Crew Call.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I,
0: I know it's six or eight months ago, but uh, becoming a champion in NASCAR, uh, that probably still doesn't get old. It's probably still pretty neat to accomplish what you guys did last year.
1: Oh, yeah, it's very cool. I mean, <clears throat> obviously it's something I've wanted to do since I was a kid, you know, and uh, just the thought of being able to even be in the truck series and become a crew chief and then to be able to go and win a championship is a pretty big deal for you. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate to win a couple ARCA championships, but this just takes it to the whole new level, you know. And uh, I was able to win some uh, Bush Series championships as a car chief, but being able to do it as a crew chief in this level is a pretty big deal and it's pretty exciting. Hopefully we can finish it off with another one this year.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Hey, I want to go back to you, said. Been dreaming about it, been thinking about it from a little kid. You grew up in Clarksville, Indiana. Where did your bug, your passion for racing come
1: from? Uh, I did not grow up in a racing family at all. Uh, I actually played baseball when I was a kid. Uh, my dad and my brothers were into baseball. I never really got into it much. And honestly, the whole time I got into racing, the whole reason I got into racing was uh, one one morning, I was walking through the living room. My dad was flipping through the TV, and he stumbled on the 1993 Daytona 500. I stopped, asked what it was, and he said I never got off the couch the rest of the race, and he didn't even care about watching racing, and he just happened to stop on that channel, and I asked about it, and uh, so I sat there on the couch the whole time, and then from that on, I've watched races every weekend and got into it, and uh, I remember he told me, he's like, if you're going to start watching racing, you got to pick a driver to pull for, and one of the first cars I saw that I thought was the coolest looking car was the Kodak car, so I was a Ernie Irvin fan my whole life, and uh, really and truly, that's how I got into it, and then Once I started going to local races at Salem Speedway and Louisville Motor Speedway and stuff, I got to meet some people and then started meeting the right people. And then I started getting to be able to help people on the weekends, work on late model cars and stuff like that. And just honestly, got really fortunate throughout my life to meet the right people at the right time to get where I am now. Okay. I've heard
0: some, I've heard some weird stories of, of, of the way of getting in, in, introduced into NASCAR, but uh, you, man, that's, that's pretty stout right there. And boy, back in the day when Ernie was in that four car, that was a, that was a pretty stout yeah. car with front pitman running the engines and Tony Glover yeah. over there, man, I'll tell you what, that was, uh, that was a good car to be cheering for, especially yeah. at those big
1: tracks. Yeah, I was 10 years old. And like I said, when I saw like I always thought back in the early nineties, the cars looked the coolest back then they had the nicest paint schemes and nice and clean and, I uh, just always thought that was the coolest looking race car. And at 10 years old, that's what stuck out to me. So I always pulled for throughout his whole career. So, yeah, it was pretty neat.
0: That is neat. I remember we used to go to <laughs> Bristol, and you'd drive by their shop on um, on Highway 81, yeah. and it was all... I mean you think the cars were decked out in yellow everything was kodak around there.
1: yeah so when actually believe it or not when we first bought this shop up here at gms in 2014 um we went up to morgan mcclure's building up there and the paint booths that we have here we bought from morgan mcclure and we bought some shop equipment from him and uh larry mcclure actually walked us around the shop and we bought some stuff from him so it was pretty neat they still had some of the original stuff in that shop from when they used to race and They still had Sterling's uh, Daytona 500 winning car in there and all the trophies were still in the trophy room. So it was really neat to get to walk around that shop and see how it was laid out.
0: I guess. My gosh, what a trip down history Mm -hmm. with uh, with with a pretty good tour guide. That's for sure. Pretty cool stuff for sure. So you so you start helping some friends at Salem and Louisville. Um, Were you always kind of mechanically inclined, always had a thing for cars and working on cars?
1: Uh, not until I got into watching racing. Um, then once I got into watching cause like I said, at 10 years old, I was playing baseball and really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that time. And then once I got into racing, I lost the interest in baseball altogether. And then, uh, yeah, I started messing with people, street stocks, late models and people I get to know. And, and I went to Salem and, uh, Winchester and little more speedway a lot when I was a kid. Um, and then I started racing go-karts, uh, when I was about 15 years old, 16 years old, started racing go-karts at a local dirt track and several people helped me uh, get going with that. And then uh, that's kind of where I started to learn a lot of the stuff there. And then uh, as I went through high school, I kept racing go-karts a lot and helping people on the weekends. And then ironically, the way I got it going was when I was in high school, I took an automotive shop class um, my my, uh, senior year, and uh, they did a work co-op thing, and I really didn't want to work on regular cars, so I talked my teacher into letting me go to Frank Kimmel's shop and working on his ARCA team, and so I took the release forms over there, met with Frank and Bill Kimmel, and they agreed to it, signed off on it, so every other day I was supposed to be in school, I'd go to the race shop, and uh, they didn't really let me work on the cars a whole lot, but I got to do the start from the ground up, sweep the floors, clean the fab shop and all that stuff and clean the hauler and so that's what I did throughout high school. and uh, that's how I got my start working with them. And then uh, when I graduated high school, I just kept coming to the shop every day and after about a year of that they hired me full time. And then within about two years of that, I was car chief in the Ar car form.
0: Somebody else that I talked to, and I remember it as another crew chief or competition director, someone else went to Kimmel University is what we joked around and called it boy with a small team like that you, you had to learn every aspect of a race car and racing with those guys.
1: Yeah, so we did everything we only had about six of us working there so you know, we would build the cars. We, I mean, I mounted the seats. I did all the electrical wiring, all the setup stuff. And we, you know, we all just jumped in there and did it all together. But yeah, what you were talking about there was at the same time, Brian Wilson, the crew chief on the 22 Xfinity and Travis Mack, the crew chief at uh, 99 cup car. We all three worked together there. And, uh, Brian was doing the shocks for us and I was car chiefing at the time. And, and Travis was working with us as well. And Travis wound up becoming the car chief there too, at some point. So all three of us worked together at, at Frank's and then, uh, Within about a two year span, we all wound up in Charlotte together, and and when I moved down here, I actually lived with Travis for a while. So, neat stuff. Yeah, Brian yeah. was the one. That's right. I remember mm-hmm. talking with him. We talked about his because uh, his
0: father was a race engineer.
1: Yeah, uh, he worked it, at RCR.
0: Yeah, at RCR, yeah. and 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 I was like, and then they, he shipped him off to Kimmel University. Yeah. That's how we got. That's how the whole Kimmel
1: University thing started. Yeah, that's what Brian told me. His dad told him. He says, if you want to learn to work on race cars, you need to go work at Frank's, so you can learn how to work on all the race car. Wow. Yeah. man, that is great
0: stuff. And, and really great insight, because as you, you know, jumping to where we're at now, when, when you're talking to guys and wanting to bring them on, I mean, it's great to have a shock specialist or an interior guy or someone like that. But boy, this, the, 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 the size and scope mm-hmm. of NASCAR racing, you better
1: be inclined to, to work on the whole bumper to bumper of the yeah. car, right? Yeah. You need to know how to do it all from front to back. And uh, there's a few things I wish I had got more in tune with before I became a crew chief, like building shocks and stuff. But, uh, but it's, it's pretty nice to be able to work on the front, the bottom underneath and everything and know kind of have, have at least an understanding of every aspect of it. It sure helps a lot for sure.
0: What jumps out at me as we sit here in 2021, because every crew chief I seem to talk to here on crew call, where did you go to college? Where did you get your engineering degree? You have not mentioned that and i don't believe there's any of that engineering and nascar racing how have you been able to incorporate that in
1: in your success yeah i did not go to college i really had no interest in going to college when i was a kid all i wanted to do was race and didn't think anything about going to college uh but yeah as a as I got more to the crew chief level uh, and working with more of the engineering side of things, I just, I, I had to surround myself with some really good people and, and work with my teammates and stuff and have a lot of them. And, you know, people like Trent Owens, when I first got my first crew chief in deal, Trent Owens and Stuart Cooper and those guys, they really helped me understand a lot of the engineering side as far as like reading the, some of the data and some of the stuff we're doing to set the cars up and um so they were a big part in that and then just throughout the years just having good people that I could lean on and 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 I'm not an engineer I'm far from an engineer uh but it doesn't mean I can't be a crew chief you know you look at Rodney Childers he's one of the most successful in crew chiefs out there and he's not an engineer so um you know I, I'd love to go cup racing one day and it's to, he, seeing people like him do it still gives me the hope that I can do it one day but um I'm still just because I didn't go and get an engineering degree doesn't mean I can't understand what they're doing to the race cars with it too there's a lot to be said about engineering it is
0: a wonderful wonderful tour but there's a yeah. lot also with the racer mindset the racer savvy and the nuts and bolts of it because ultimately uh that's what needs to go around the race
1: track yeah and sometimes Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes it's it's really good to hear what the computer has to say, and and most of the time that's what you can base it off of. But sometimes the computer's not always right, and you got to know with common sense too. And we've done that a few times in the truck series. So that's what that's what I like about the truck series is you can shoot off the hip sometimes and still make it right. You know.
0: One of the things that I've noticed in looking at your stats and your uh, truck series stats, you have an Eldora win with Kyle Larson. But then when I look at your ARCA stats and your truck, the further structuring you staff, you've had a lot of success with Grant Enfinger and Sheldon Creed. Um, is this is such a relationship business. How am, uh, is, is, is that where you guys have really strived as you've gotten to know guys like Grant, and like Sheldon to be able to make it work for you and for, yeah. for them
1: also. I think so. So when I got the opportunity to work with Grant, uh, I didn't really know Grant before I started working with him and, once we started working together, we hit it off. You know, we're the same age. We honestly, our backgrounds in racing were very similar. Um, and we would hang out a lot outside of racing. And he would be in the shop with us every day working. And we kind of got our relationship to where we could, I, mean, I hate to say it like this, but you could almost finish each other's sentences, you know. And we knew what each other was thinking. I knew what he was wanting in the car. Same thing here. And, um, you know, so we would be in the shop working together. We'd go to lunch together. We, you know, we'd hang out at night together. We used to go, we've gone fishing a few times together. So it's just having that relationship outside of the racetrack that helps us at the racetrack. And the same thing with Sheldon. I didn't even know who Sheldon Creed was when I got the phone call to go work with him in ARCA in 2017. Uh, Really didn't even know who he was. Um, And I think the first race we actually worked together, I didn't think we hit it off very well and uh, just didn't gel. And then after a couple more races, everything's been great. And he's, you know, he's, one of my best friends now I've known him for years since we started working together and we get along great and same deal. We hang out outside of the race shop and, and, you know, uh, just, he- he's babysat my daughter before to Be honest with you, He's picked my daughter up at school before when I couldn't get off work in time and watch my daughter at time at times. So, um, but he and I have that great relationship to where, you know, when he's in the car and loses his head, I can yell at him and tell him to get his head out of his butt and all this stuff and scream and he can yell back at me and we don't take it personal and, Five minutes later, we're back to working together. So we we just having that relationship where it's not personal with each other, and we're just got we the same goal in mind. It, it works out really well for us. And it was the same same way with Grant.
0: When looking at Sheldon, while he has a ton of motorsports experience, the car stuff, I mean, you got him into ARCA and then over to the truck series. What are some of the skills that have just served him well as a <laughs> race car driver on and stock car racing?
1: So he just has a natural raw talent, and, uh, you know, some people haven't, some people don't, and I tried to drive myself, I don't have it, you know, I just, I couldn't do it, and uh, I think for him, when he gets in the car, everything's just super slow motion to him, and he can really think, and like, when I used to race, I felt like everything was happening so fast, I couldn't react fast enough, for him, it's just super slow motion, it's just like you and I tie in our shoes, right, uh, it's just nature to him to drive a race car. And I think him driving those stadium trucks and off road trucks and jumping ramps and doing all that stuff has caught, taught him so much car control that when he gets in a stock car, it's just slow motion to him. It's just, it's no different than a cup driver who runs a 500 mile cup race every weekend, jumps down into a truck who runs a, a 200 mile race with a thousand counts more downforce. Or five hundred counts more downforce in a vehicle, it's just naturally easier for them to go out and drive a truck because everything's so much slower, slower motion to them, and it's a shorter race. So, anyways, I think his just natural ability to drive a car and his background of those trophy trucks and stadium trucks and all that stuff—it just this is, comes easy to him. Uh, But he, he's 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 got the the driving part down, but he's still learning the. Um, I don't know the best way to put it. He's still learning the other ends of motorsports as far as the technical side and, and, and then working on himself too as far as his physical side and all that stuff. So he's getting a lot better at that. Yeah, there's so much that
0: goes into it beyond just the strapping mm-hmm. down and, and running a car. Listening to you talk about the the slowing down, I've talked to two great open wheelers. I do Wing Nation here, so we mm-hmm. talk a lot of wing sprint car racing. And I've talked to Kyle Larson and Rico Abreu, and they run these crazy Outlaw carts at Millbridge and places like mm-hmm. that. And they talk about when they <clears> get <throat> behind the wheel of a World of Outlaw sprint mm-hmm. car. It's like it's slow motion. And, and, and granted, the speed... Well, the speed of the mont- the off-road trucks compared to the speed of these trucks, but uh, that's fascinating to hear those that analogy of how things seem to be in slow motion for these these real talented race car drivers.
1: Yeah, I think it, I think for those guys, when it just comes slow motion like that, every they they have such a they understand their surroundings so well, and they can make just such better decisions with it. GMS,
0: fascinating group of guys up there. There's five of you crew chiefs: Charles Denneke, Chad Walter, Jeff Ensley, Kevin Bono, Manion, and you. What? what's the is there is there a lot of brainstorming that goes on what's 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 that like with you five guys very distinctly different personalities than some of you as yeah. well
1: so I've, I've I've worked at GMS since 2013 uh I left and came back and then Uh, We've always had multiple cars here at GMS, but this year with that group of crew chiefs is probably the best group that I've ever worked with. As far as being in, we all share an office together. All the engineers and crew chiefs are all in the same room and we probably do a lot more joking around and messing with each other than we do brainstorming. But like we all get along very well. Nobody's hiding anything from each other. We're always bouncing ideas off each other and it's nice to have everybody's different backgrounds. Like, Bono has so much cup experience and, and Chad Walter has all the engineering experience he has. Jeff Hensley has all the, just the racing experience his whole life, you know, Charles has his engineering experience. So to be able to bring all that together, helps everybody and bouncing ideas off each other. And Bono and I, we, we work very well together, very close to each other. He and I really talk a lot. Our trucks are in the shop next to each other. So we work a lot together and stuff and just, he's been great teaching me a lot of the things just, just his experience and the things he's gone through and being able to pass that on. But no, it's, it's been a really good uh, group with all five of us working together. There's, There's no disagreements. There's no, you know, hiding. There's no, uh, you know, how in racing, there's a lot of uh, hiding and there's a lot of uh, talking behind people's back. There's none of that here with this group. There's none at all. It's uh, everybody's got the same goal. And we just, you know, we just want to see GMS run good, whether it's the 21, the two, the 23, whatever it is, we're all trying to help the whole company and get better. Because if we make the company better, it makes us better. Yeah, absolutely. So when you look at 2021, um,
0: you are you are the defending champion. um How have things been for the two truck for you and Sheldon? I I, I know you've been, been been in victory lane, and, and I know there's been moments where you have brought home watered up trucks. Uh, kind yeah. of assess where you guys are at as the playoffs get closer.
1: Uh, actually, I'm not very pleased at all with our year. We have not had a good year. We've um... We've had some bad races. We, you know, Nashville, Richmond, we just did not run good at all. The truck did not have a good balance. We didn't have any grip, and he just wasn't happy with it. Um, We've had a few races where I felt like we were in position to win the race or be in position to win the race and just had something crazy happen. At Texas, we were leading the race, and the spark plug wire came off came down pit road, lost a lap, put the spark plug wire on, it came off again, lost another lap. And then we wound up getting in a wreck because we were stuck in the back of traffic and plug wires kept coming off. Uh, you know, Kansas, we were in running in the top three and wound up getting wrecked. Uh, Charlotte, we led the whole first stage and wound up getting turned around and wrecked there. So we've wrecked a lot of stuff this year. Sheldon has made some mistakes. He's admitted to his mistakes. We've had a lot of dumb luck with his plug wires and being in the wrong situations. Um, and then we've had races we just haven't ran well at all either and I think something that's different from last year for us we were in the same position John Hunter Nemechek is where he's fortunate to start on the front row most of these weeks and clean air is king and we were in that position last year where we'd have a good race we'd start on the front row and once you start on the front row you can kind of just pace the field and you can control the race and and stay out there all day and we'll when we have these bad fortunes and plug wires and wrecks and we're stuck in the middle of the pack, it's hard to go anywhere. It's hard to judge how your balance of your race car is. Perfect example is Darlington. We started 15th. Last year at Darlington, we started on the pole and led almost the whole race uh, out front truck drove good. Brett Moffitt and us in the 16, we kind of checked out from everybody and it drove really good. We took the same truck, same setup this year, started 15th, and he was not happy at all. We were, we were terrible. We were tight. We were loose. The truck had no grip, just terrible. And then all of a sudden we're fortunate enough to make it through the big wreck and we get back to the front. And once he gets the lead, he's like, this thing drives really good now that I'm up front. So he said it drove just like it did last year. So it's just, I think we're fighting a lot of track position this year where last year we were just really, really lucky to be up front all the time with our starting position. So we kind of got ourselves behind the eight ball with some of our accidents this year and, um, being down in points, uh, the owner's points has put us behind on starting spot. So, um, I think once we can get our stride back and get back to where we can start on the front row at some of these places and, and have things go our way, I still think our trucks are capable of winning races. I really do. I think we showed that at Texas and Charlotte and those places we race with John Hunter and Pocono, we race with John Hunter and Kyle all day. And, um, but it's just it's just putting the whole race together and and executing all day and we've I've made a couple mistakes. Sheldon's made a few mistakes. The pit crews made a couple mistakes, and just it doesn't seem to be driving like it did last year. But last year was last year was one of those years. Everything just fell right in place for us, and didn't feel like we could do any wrong. And it's all catching up to us this year, really. Yeah, but kind of the
0: beauty of the playoff <laughs> structure with NASCAR, and we. To have debated the playoff structure in NASCAR since they announced the playoff structure in NASCAR, kind of the beauty of it is, is that you talk about if you can get your stride, if you can start doing it um, it, it it would be a good time over the next uh, couple of months for you guys to find that stride and get yeah. hot. And you, you could, you could very easily repeat because you do have that performance.
1: Yeah. And I think the racetracks we got coming up, we can do that. You know, Watkins Glen, Sheldon's never been to, but he has performed at every road course we've been to. He has been a, I think the worst we finished was, third on the road courses we've been to with Canada and Daytona road courses and and all that stuff or I guess Coda we finished fourth but um <clears throat> so I feel good about that being able to run good there hopefully and start up front at the next week at Gateway because Gateway's one of those track position races where you got to be up front there too it's so hard to pass so I think we can get there but you know we have struggled this year with stage wins too and John Hunter once again he's doing exactly what we did last year he's racking up playoff points so he's John Hunter is almost putting himself in position where he's almost going to automatically advance to Phoenix with his playoff points he's got. Um, and that's kind of the position we were in last year. Uh, we, we advanced, we ran well last year in the playoffs, but we didn't necessarily win all the races. We just advanced on the points that we had earned throughout the year. So that's something we need to work on here. These next couple of races too, is trying to get some stage wins and, and collect those playoff points just to kind of help secure us in that state. And cause we could go into the, playoffs and we could have the best truck but one mistake just like william byron a couple years ago william byron should have won the championship that year and he didn't even make it to the final race and that could just very well happen to us too you know
0: yeah yeah it's the nature of what we do it can be uh it can be an upside or it can be a downside that's for Mm -hmm. sure i want to step off the track jeff you talked about it a little bit with um with sheldon picking up your daughter i snuck uh snooped around a little bit and went on your facebook page uh, your daughter Natalie she's not she does not appear to me to be a daddy's girl at all
1: Um, it seems like you have a really neat relationship with your little girl yeah yeah I've tried to uh, ask her if she's interested in racing at all and wants me to get her go-kart and she uh, <clears throat> at one time I think she was interested in getting a go-kart and then a friend of ours who races go-karts wound up getting in a wreck and breaking his arm one time and once she saw that she's like done she's done racing so I took her out to Millbridge a couple weeks ago about three or four weeks ago when Sheldon was racing his micro, I took her out there and tried to get her involved with it. And she just could care less about any of it, but yeah, she's a great girl. She's really good. And we have a lot of fun with her for sure. What, what is she into? Uh, Right now, unfortunately, computers. (laughs) Oh, Yes. It's, it's, it's a struggle right now, keeping her off the computer and the TV and uh, tried to get her into the racing. No, she's done uh, dance classes for a year. She lost interest. She does rock climbing. She lost interest. We try to get her to do all these sports and stuff, but she, she's, unfortunately she's too stuck with the computer games and stuff like that. So uh, just trying to limit her as much as we can on that and trying to get her out as much, but she loves to swim. She gets in the swim pool about every day. So she loves swimming. That's for sure. Um, but I'm just trying to get her in some more activities outside of the house, but she just doesn't have much interest in anything right now.
0: Sounds so familiar. I'm a, I'm a single dad with two daughters and I had one that was never a problem getting around. I have one that uh, she's, she's a, Junior now at UNC Charlotte and doing well, but um, it was the same thing. It was like, Well, what are you into? We did softball, we did soccer, we did dance, we did cheerleading, we did tumble. I mean, we did everything, and uh, they'll figure it out, but um it doesn't mean you're not pulling your hair out along the way at times.
1: <laughs> well, she's been doing the rock climbing classes over at Cliffhangers in Mooresville, and I thought, Man, she's really enjoying this and she's really good at it. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue one day, she's like, I don't want to go anymore, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. So wow. I, I don't know what we need to get her into. I, I'd like to get her into softball or, or something like that, or maybe basketball or something. But um, she just she hasn't figured out what she wants to do yet. Well, that's uh, the the
0: the the life of a parent, that's for yeah. sure. And uh, uh, with kids these days, and so many different things that we never had to deal with, it's a it's it's a different world, that's for mm-hmm. sure. Um, we're in the middle. Uh, the the Cup and Xfinity series, of course, it's been a summer break. Uh, truck series, you guys get some of these breaks along the way. Do you? Uh, wh- what do you? Wh- what's your getaway? Do you? Do you have a spot you go to? Do you? Do you stay home? What's your? What's your getaway when you get a few days away from GMS?
1: Well, I, I do like to go camping a lot, but I don't typically camp in the summer. I'm not i I'm not big into the hot weather, so I'm a fall and and uh, um, spring kind of camper. So. Um, Pretty much our getaways are camping and going to Disney World. We used to try and go to Disney World a couple times a year. I really enjoy going out there. But uh, this next weekend, I'm actually going to Loudoun this weekend with the Xfinity cars. I'm going to help Brett Moffitt on the O2. Um, they needed a crew chief for the weekend, so I'm going to go fill in for that car this weekend at Loudoun. So we're pretty excited about that. And then after that, uh, I will probably just stay home and try and get some projects done around the house. I've been needing to work on for sure. I hear you. The honeydew
0: list never ends, does it?
1: Yeah.
0: There you go. Jeff, uh, great to get acquainted with you a little bit more. I always appreciate your insight on pit road when we're asking you fuel windows and tire strategy, and uh, when we're when we're when we're inquiring as a as a reporter. But uh, glad to catch up with you here on crew call and learn a little bit more behind the scenes in your journey. Fascinating stuff, and uh, you never know. Sitting down watching the nineteen ninety three Daytona five hundred <laughs> has kind of led you to a pretty neat spot. Yeah. I
1: love that. I really do. Yeah, It's pretty amazing that just sitting there seeing that in the living room, and here I am doing it for a living. I never thought that would happen. Fantastic. Sounds good. Thanks for the time, Jeff. Thank you so much. I
0: appreciate it. There we go. Jeff Stankwich, crew chief over at GMS for Sheldon Creed, joining us now today here on Crew Call.
1: This NASCAR season, Toyota
0: Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defined 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 in Daytona,
1: then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto
0: Racing, Inc. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. Appreciate Jeff taking some time out and joining us. We are in a down period, a summer vacation or the Olympic vacation, if you will. Uh, Gives you a good chance to maybe binge watch some MRN, go back and listen to some classic races. How about that on a Sunday afternoon while we don't have live races? We'd love to have you check out some of the crew call editions. This has been a ball. I think this is the 26th show we've done. So that means there's 25 other guys and gals from the garage area that we've told stories with and had a good time hanging out with. So go back and binge watch, maybe some crew call or some MRN out loud or all the other stuff. So you can follow along with us and we'll be back in action next week. We get back at it at Watkins Glen, August, Uh, what is it? 4th through there, 6th through the 8th. It is. We have Arca trucks, Xfinity and cup. So when we come back, we come back wide open with everybody racing. And that's next weekend at Watkins Glen, but binge watch. Enjoy all of the coverage, everything we have for you here on MRN.com. Again, we appreciate Jeff Stankwitz joining us here on the program. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here this week on Crew Call, presented by Hercules Titan.